Episode 42 with DJ Vinny Vibe. Vinny's a phenomenally talented up-and-coming DJ who's been doing this for a while, like many of them are, but it takes time, and he's uh, continuing to make a name for himself. His brand is growing. His his sound is phenomenal. His sets are phenomenal. His uh, marketing is phenomenal, and I had a chance to listen to him live at Forward Nightclub a couple weeks back here in Cleveland, and he put on one hell of a show. So uh, wanted to get him on, hear about a little bit about his story. We just shoot the shit for about 35 minutes and uh, get to hear about his background, um, the type of music he was inspired by, how he got to where he is, the venues that he plays at, et cetera, et cetera. So let me get out of the way. And as always, please welcome the one and only Vinny Vibe. The Optimal Life. What's happening, my man? What's going on? How are you today? Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Hungover on a Tuesday. What a life, huh? Well, yeah, we do the uh, the Monday party in Boston at the Grand, so ah. it's literally just a vicious cycle of life I go through. So, what is a what's a typical what's a typical week? I mean, is this like an every week kind of thing, or yeah? So. Uh, I work for a company called Big Night Entertainment uh, in the Northeast. They own uh, the Grand Nightclub in Boston, which just opened last year. And then they have Shrine at Foxwoods in Connecticut. We've actually just had our 10-year anniversary. So we do uh, two industry parties, Mondays and Tuesdays. It's I Love Mondays in Boston, I Love Tuesdays in Connecticut. Oh That's where we bring in like, a lot of like the big EDM guys, uh, you know, Hardwell, Aoki, Stafford Brothers, all those guys. So... Uh, we do Mondays there, Tuesdays in Connecticut, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, I run some college nights in Providence. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays I travel, and Sundays I have my beach party. So it's uh, it's uh, quite. Jeez, quite oh man! Busy. Yeah. Jeez, oh man! So you never stop. The party never stops in your life, huh? Never stops. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And you get paid to do it. That's that's the crazy thing about about the whole gig, man. Is that you get you get paid to just party and have fun and mingle yeah, with it, people. You know, as I'm getting older, it's starting to catch up to me. <laughs> How old are you now? Uh, I'm turning 32 in October. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's really starting to show. Isn't that funny? What a difference like a few years makes. Like, oh man, I, I literally it's like yesterday I was turning 21. I don't know what the hell. I <laughs> <laughs> where where were so, you when you were turning 21 were you in school or were you doing this no, dj thing no, for a while I, I didn't go to college i actually started djing in nightclubs when i was 15 believe it or not wow. the first time i played at a club was like a hole in the wall place in providence that like ran a, a college night for johnson and wales and my parents literally had to drop me off at the club because i didn't have a license yet right you know it's interesting so, i had uh you know justin nice right here from here in cleveland yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, Justin came on. Uh, he was one of my first guests on this podcast back in like January. And uh, he said the same thing, man. He was like 16, 17 going to these bars and doing some gigs. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, especially with Providence, especially back then, it, the uh, the city was quite questionable how it was ran. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like anything goes if you know the right people. Right. Uh, yeah, I was fortunate to get in back then because, you know, I, I got to play a lot of shows and uh you know that's when kind of like edm kind of first started picking up in the states so that's when like scribble and like a lot of those guys were doing all the you know the house music uh and i get to see a lot of these guys in their prime early on oh it's amazing oh, i'm sure that's where you got a lot of the, those early years of just kind of watching and following along i'm sure that's where you were you were learning as you were going 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, it definitely, it's crazy because now years later, I'm actually playing parties with these guys in Cancun on spring break and different other places like that. That's amazing. Uh, so it's, it's crazy how, like, you know, it's come full circle. That's like, what's his name? Did you watch the uh, uh, the Celtics-Cavs uh, playoffs? I didn't. No, I yeah. It's like one of these kids. They these kids that used to like be you know idolizing LeBron James, learning from him. They would go to like the AAU camps in the summer. And then they're playing against him in the playoffs. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy how life really works out. Yeah, yeah. So so so, uh, um, what do you think about forward, man? I know you and I met uh, briefly at forward a couple weeks back. What what do you think about? It? I know that wasn't your first uh, time. I, we had a blast. From what I remember, <laughs> uh, I, I did. I played it last year too. Uh, it was just you know I was on my own there. Carol wasn't with me, uh, and that the first time I get so drunk I missed the flight the next day and the show, which <laughs> wasn't good. Right. Uh, but this you know this past time I think it was even better. Uh, you know I, I think the club was a little nervous about how wild we were going to be, so we tried to tried to not to go too crazy. Uh, but we, we definitely had a blast. The crowd was great and. Obviously, you saw what unfolded there. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? It was a it was a controlled chaos. We'll call it. It was it yeah, was somewhat exactly. controlled. It was somewhat. Exactly. We were actually surprised. A lot of people were surprised that uh, Bobby Rudder and those guys from Four were going to have that party there, because they have a little bit of a different kind of uh, clientele, I guess. Absolutely, but, yeah. It's so Dante. I've known Dante for years, and he comes out and he, you know he plays the venues out here with me. And I used to play uh, a few of the barstool blackout dates with him as well back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see him in Cancun or whatever. And me and Carol do a lot of shows in the Northeast together. And Dante was like, "I want it to happen." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Cool." And then like getting closer to the event, they're like, "How crazy are you guys really gonna be?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, guys, don't worry, we got to cover it. Just, just, yeah. just let us let us do our thing. We'll be fine. Do you and Kirill? Yeah. Do you and Kirill do a lot of gigs together? How does that work? So, me, actually, me and Kirill met ten years ago when he was still a photographer, and uh, we met actually at Shrine when it first opened, and he came with one of uh, the DJs from New York, and you know, he, we've been doing parties there literally for the past ten years, and you know, over the past four or five years, him and I have actually grown pretty close together. So. Uh, he does his Kirill's uh, Wet Hot American Weekend Camp every spring. Uh, so this past year, I DJ that for him. Uh, you know, we do a bunch of different things together. You know, as often as possible. Right. That we can. You guys with the same management? Do you have a manager? No, no. So actually, he, he's with the management company. I actually, I kind of handle all my stuff on my own. Wow. Uh, I've just always done it that way, and it, it you know it allows me to be able to control you know my decisions and you know where i want to be playing uh you know i'm trying to build a bigger brand so i'm trying to choose the right venues to play at opposed to just taking a lot of different things and you know with the with the amount of people i played with you know that's how i get a lot of these gigs so it's kind of just easier for me to shop myself right now yeah you're uh i see the shrine so the shrine foxwoods what's that place like tell us a little bit about that yeah so that that opened 10 years ago and it you know, it's kind of the best way to describe it is almost like a towel in Las Vegas. That's kind of the, the, the vibe of the whole place. Uh, right. And we started just as like an open format club where we would just have, you know, guys from New York and, you know, some other places just come in and play. Uh, and maybe a year or two into it, uh, we decided to start an industry night on Tuesdays, uh, kind of like a no cover type of situation. Anybody from the casino or local venues, restaurants, etc. cetera. Uh, and, you know, it was just a bunch of local DJs playing. And I had a mutual friend who actually was friends with Avicii at the time. 
And he called me and he's like, you know, there's an opportunity, blah, 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 blah. You know, we'd love to get him in there. And we've never, up until that point, have spent anything over a few thousand dollars on a DJ. And at the time, you know, he wanted, I think it was like 30,000. And we're all kind of like, on a Tuesday, how are we ever going to pull this off? Uh, and then me and the owner ended up making it happen uh, with a couple of the local promoters. And we literally ended up doing like 1,200 people that night. It was sold out, everything in advance. And that kind of set the tone for the wow. I Love Tuesdays industry party. And then we just, from there, we just kept on kept on continuing to book big name, you know, artists. And it kind of just, you know, created a lifelong of its own. Wow! So that's every Tuesday, yeah. every Tuesday night, every single week. Every single Tuesday night. Yeah. Wow. A few years ago, uh, the nightclub and bar convention in Vegas, they actually we came in second place for the best party, uh, best weekly party. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even know we were nominated. Like we literally just all got an email. They're like, "Congratulations!" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> and, and you know, and to describe Foxwoods and, and Shrine, you know, people when you think casino, you think in Vegas or you know Atlantic City or something like that. Foxwoods Casino is literally in the middle of the woods in Connecticut. It's a uh, it's uh, tribal wow. nation, so it's you know all Native Americans that own it. Uh, the property it's literally an hour and twenty minutes from Hartford Airport, and it's an hour from the Providence Airport. That's so it's, amazing. It's a hike. Like you literally get off the highway and you're driving in through woods for about thirty minutes, and then next thing you know, there's a massive casino. Uh, so it's, it's exciting because to see that we get so many people out there, especially on a weeknight, uh, you know, it's kind of incredible. <clears throat> so are you, uh, basically what's considered like a resident DJ at that place? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. So, uh, th- there's a couple of us there. Um, and, uh, it's me and, uh, this kid JD. JD is uh, a little bit older now. He got married with the, you know, the kids. Uh, he's, so, he's, he's yeah. over the hill. He so, got married. Um, what's wrong with this yeah. guy? Hey, I'm getting married in December, man. So, hey, congratulations. You know, I, I congratulations. had to grow up at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so th- there's two of us there, and, you know, we always try and fill in a lot of local guys whenever we can, uh, you know, just so everybody gets the opportunity to play in the room. No doubt. Um, speaking of marriage, man, you know, I've, I've been married for nine years. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yes. I've been married for almost nine years, and uh, and three kids later, man. It's, uh, it wow. is a crazy, crazy existence, I'll tell you. If I have to give you one piece of advice, is just just take your time on the kids part. Get married, yeah, married well, that, fun. That's what we're kind of planning on. We kind of want to get married. We're getting married December seventh, but we want to enjoy being married as well. And right. she loves to come on the road with me as often as she can. So we get that fun. We get to see new places. So we'll just you know when it happens, it happens. That's great. What's your your fiance's name? Is it Bree? Brianna. Yep. Brianna. Yeah. Okay. I think I met her briefly too when you guys were here that night. Yeah, she was. She was wilder than me and Carol were that night. <laughs> she really was. I was like, man, Vinny's got Vinny's girl is like uh, is the party right there. Who needs who yeah, needs these know, guys? <laughs> you know, I take her out every once in a while. And she just, she, That's it, man. She just follows the lead, and that one she took the lead. How did you guys? Uh, how did you guys meet? Uh, actually, she was a cocktail server at Shrine, uh, so we were friends for you know eight years, and about three years ago. Uh, yeah, three years ago we went to get three years. Three years ago, I came back from uh, spring break, and I—that was a, the year that I did all the locations. I was gone for a month, and I walked into Shrine uh, to play. And I was going upstairs. We have a second floor, like a mezzanine for tables. And she was standing at the top of the stairs. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And she's like, "Wow, you look like shit." <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, the first words out of her mouth to me, and I was like, 
so what's going on? How, how you been? And she, was, and she was like, not much, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you single? What's up? And she's like, no way am I ever going on a date with you. I've seen you at this venue for eight years acting wild. She goes, it's not happening. <laughs> That's hilarious. So in my head at that moment, I said, all right, you're going to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was relentless. You're like, you're, like, you're like, challenge accepted, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Fast forward, fast forward three years later. She's marrying me, and you know, wow. we're happy, so it's good. And to be honest with you, I'm happy that we were friends for so long. She got to see me in and out of the club, and you know, she understands the business. Yes. So it's not, yes. you know, you know, I have to be wild because that's what my job calls for. And you know, she's very supportive of all. That she understands the uh, difference between work and and pleasure, basically, exactly. and what what I you got to do for work at times. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's only entertainment. We're just putting on a show. Yeah. Well, you guys were putting on a show, and I was actually thinking when you guys are out there with the champagne and everything else, I'm going, man, you got to be a strong woman to, uh, <laughs> you know, to oh, be a, yeah. to be a part to be a part of this, which she obviously is, and like you kind of just touched on, uh, is is there's a difference when the business versus outside of business. So it's a absolutely it's a good yeah. thing. It's a good thing when your girl understands that. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. My mother, maybe like uh, about a year ago, my mother literally looked at me and goes. If you fuck this one up, she's getting everything, and you're out. I was like, oh, okay. uh, that's great. That's, <laughs> you know, great. That's, that's just the Italian mom speaking. Yeah. So where'd you grow up, man? You grew up from in Rhode Island. Where are you from? Rhode Long Island. Island? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, originally from Cranston, we're about twenty minutes outside of Providence. Uh, I moved down to New York for a little over a year, uh, and I'm actually back now in the same town, maybe five ten minutes from where the house I grew up in. My parents still live there. Uh, wow. It's just it's easier. It's home. You know, I'm directly in between Foxwoods uh, in Connecticut and Boston. It's about 45 minutes each way for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm 10 minutes from the airport, which, you know, really helps. When I was living down in New York, it was taking me an hour and a half to get to the airport with traffic. And, you know, it just, it yeah. really didn't make sense for, for my life. So I uh, moved out of there, came back home, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. So the uh, the Foxwood thing is kind of was kind of your big launch then, huh? I mean that's where you got yeah yeah, yeah Foxwood's a you know shrine. Uh, uh, I'm fortunate, man. The, the the owner Randy is literally amazing. It's great to work for, and he's very innovative, and he kind of lets us all do our own thing, uh, which is nice. You know, it's you see, especially with traveling, you're going to different clubs, you see how different places operate, and he literally allows. There, there's a few of the guys in Boston that work with us. Uh, DJ Costa and this, uh, another guy, Jesse. And same thing with them up in Boston with those venues. They're there full time. And he kind of just lets us like go for what we're looking to do as far as right. what music we're playing, how we want to promote ourselves, you know, using the, the nightclubs and the parties to help uh, further our brand as well as furthering the venue's brand as well. Right. Uh, That's important. It's nice. You know, he, uh, I was just, I primarily just did a lot of Providence clubs uh, up until 10 years ago. And then once Shrine was opening, I had a mutual friend that knew Randy, uh, the owner, and they put me in contact and he literally hired me pretty much on the spot and, you know, the rest is history. Is that that, is this the Randy, uh, I might say his last name wrong, is it like Greenstein or something like that? Yeah, yep, exactly. Greenstein. Yeah. It's a good Jewish yeah. boy, man. Those Jewish boys will take care of you. Yes, they will. You know, yeah, and, I, and, 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 and I'm one. You know, he's, he's always ahead of the curve too, which yeah. is great, especially with the venues. He kind of 
you know, he likes to travel, go to Vegas, go to all these different cities, see what's coming next. Uh, you know, and he really puts a lot into the venues and putting the right teams together. The reason I say that uh, the Jewish boys will take care of you is because I'm one of them. So it's I'm, oh. I'm, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little. <laughs> the, the Italian and Jews have always worked hey. well together. That's we do, saying. man. You know what? We just vibe. I don't know what it is. You know what? Family is important to uh, to both to both cultures. Yeah. And I think when you're like close with family and friends and obviously food and drinks, it, it kind of all goes well together. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so from Shrine and Foxwoods, then how do you start expanding your horizons and getting into these other locations, other venues? How does that work? You know, it, it started by, you know, a, a lot of the other DJs from markets, you know, Chicago, Cleveland, L.A., San Diego, Seattle, you know, all, all Philly. We're booking a lot of the other resident DJs from clubs at the venue. So, you know, over time, I started building a, you know, friendship and work relationships with a lot of these guys. And, you know, they'd come up and play Shrine or they'd play one of the Boston venues or Providence venues. And in turn, they would book me at their venue. Nice. Uh, so that's nice. how that kind of started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it kind of, it's been evolving from there. You know, me playing spring break uh, every year. This past spring break was my eighth year uh, going to Cancun. Uh, you know, that also helps because now a lot of the bigger guys are consistently seeing me playing these different parties, uh, you know, in you know different countries. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just, you know, it's all networking. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I've talked about that with so many people on this podcast. Is that it's so much more than just being talented these days. You got to. It's really, it's about who you know, and not just who you know, but it's about making sure that you foster those relationships properly, because uh, there's a lot of talented people out there. So what's going to separate you from the competition is is going to be that relationship nine times out of Absolutely. ten. Absolutely, I think that you know, and I think that is the facts for almost any industry everything Everything. you know it's you know it's definitely who you know or being in the right place at the right time yeah so with the spring break stuff is that that tiki beach no so tiki beach is actually a a beach venue that's in rhode island but it's uh only 20 minutes away from foxwood so it's on the rhode island connecticut line Mm -hmm. uh spring break is actually through a company called student city uh and they've been around for years and pretty much what they do is they literally, like, if you remember, like, MTV Spring Break back in the day, it's sure. essentially that. Uh, they do, uh, they used to do Panama City, which that, that no one's allowed to do that anymore, uh, South Padre Island, uh, Dominican, Cancun, and back in the day when it was still safe, Acapulco. Right. Uh, they pretty much organize all the travel for all college students from across the country. You know, they have, like, reps at each school. Uh, they sell packages pretty much like here's your hotel your flight everything included and you can go to all the parties and they book a lot of big name talent bass jackers little john all those guys at the different parties uh and that company is actually based out of boston uh so again through a mutual friend i got linked up with those guys they booked me originally nine years ago the first year i went to acapulco and i stayed there for two weeks and i kind of did like all the daytime parties and opened up for some of the bigger guys uh, and I've consistently been working with them over the years, and we keep on doing more and more together. For me, being from the Providence area, you know, we have a, Providence is a very college-heavy city. Right. Uh, we have Providence College, Johnson and Wales, Brown University, RISD, Roger Williams, Bryant University of Rhode Island. So, come fall season, there's a lot of kids that come into town, uh, and the college spots are the ones that I run uh, the promotions for and 
all of my friends, local DJs, play there. So we utilize that to push the, the spring break trips to all these kids. We do weekly giveaways, a free trip. So, you know, in turn, you know, I always end up getting more and more kids to come. I play more and more parties, and, you know, everyone's happy. No, that's that's uh that's fantastic stuff, man. I'll never forget those spring uh those spring break MTV days with like who was it, Carmen Electra? Oh yeah. And uh yeah. Jenny McCarthy. Holy shit. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, one of the first times uh I saw that on TV, Scribble was actually playing and uh you know, I was like, Man, I wanna do that and I my my godfather actually owned a, a nightclub for years. Now it's a strip club. But so I was always around like the local radio DJs and stuff like that. And, you know, being in Providence, the, the nightclub scene was a little different than, you know, what was on TV. And literally the first time I saw Spring Break on TV, I was like, I want to do that. I know, That's man, what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward, you know, years later, I'm in Spring Break doing <laughs> that. It's funny, you know, th- three years ago, I was actually in Miami after Cancun. We were doing a Spring Break cruise. And I was at the Clevelander with uh, with Student City, and we were doing a party there. And I was with Scribble, and I had become friends with him over the years. And I was telling him, like, man, I used to watch you on TV, and now I'm here with you. It's amazing. And it's amazing. Two minutes later, we, you know, we they delivered a pizza to us, a side stage. So we're eating a pizza, we're just talking, and then Skrillex walks up and starts eating the pizza with us. Unreal. Which is... Yeah, it was, I was just like, what is going on right now? Hey, uh, you so, talked about some of these big-name guys. One of the guys you mentioned before was uh, was when you brought in Avicii for 30000 that that first, that launching night back 10 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, talk about that a little bit, man, with the uh, the Avicii thing, the tragic death, the suicide. I mean, what what, what do you what do you think attribute is, that was attributed to and, and uh, you know, what's going on? It's not just in the EDM world. It's everywhere. The mental oh, absolutely. Stuff. You know, man, I, I honestly, <clears throat> I wish I knew that answer. It's it's definitely a very sad situation. Uh, any way you look at it, uh, you know, I think the problem is, is that a lot of people don't speak up when they're feeling certain types of ways. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I, I, I think it really comes down to, you know, one conversation could make all the difference. So true. You know? So true. And, and, you know, and uh, you, you never know what somebody's thoughts are in their own mind. You know, I can just think that, you know, some people just feel, no matter how many people they're surrounded with, that they're by themselves. And yeah. maybe on that level, and, you know, you see it with a lot with famous people and musicians and whatever, that stuff like that happens. You know, I, I don't know. Right. You know, right. maybe it's they hard. feel that the, the want for them is too much. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to say. It's a hard thing. Obviously, everyone has something different um, in everyone's situation. Everyone's got something different going on. It's just like, you know, people look at it and they say, wow, this guy's got fame and money and he's internationally known yeah. and, and he's taken yeah. his life. Same thing with Anthony Bourdain, which just happened recently. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, man, they say money isn't everything. And, it, you know, it's true. It really isn't everything. And, no, you not know, even close. You don't know. That's why, you know, there's that saying, be nice to everyone. You don't know what battles they're fighting. So it's true. true. It's you so true. Know. And you know? you know what? You look at somebody on a, a picture online and they're putting a smile or a happy face or they post a selfie from Cancun on spring break. Yeah, that's yep. one little snapshot. You don't know that that person could be going through hell. Absolutely. And, and I think Absolutely. that the social media stuff has kind of attributed to it in a way because what other people that are depressed are then doing is they're seeing somebody on spring break with Vinny Vibe in the background partying and drinking and this person's taking a selfie 
And they're, they look at it and go, holy shit, I'm stuck in my little one-bedroom apartment with nobody. I don't have enough money to go to spring break. I have no life. Whatever is going on in their world. And uh, little do they know that that person that's with you... Little do they know that that person that's with you is going through the same thing, but but the social media thing kind of twists it. You know what I mean? You know, it's it, the social media. It's really a gift and a curse. I feel like uh, it's obviously helped a ton of people. Uh, you know, get the exposure they needed. Artists, musicians, actors, whatever businesses. But at the same time, it's also some people consume themselves with the social media. And you know, I'll be honest with you, Kirill does the best job on social media, and the reason why is. He's so brutally honest, but funny at the same time that, you know, don't take it seriously. It's not the real world. Right. You know, it's literally, it's not the real world at all. And I think that's where some people, you know, unfortunately get really absorbed into it that that's their life and they surround themselves with that. Totally. You know, I listen, I post a lot on social media. I post storylines because it's funny. I like to put up funny things, but, you know, I posted a picture, you know, with the tag suns out, buns out because that's what girls do. And I, you know, was literally standing in front of a Ferrari. Now, some people may think the Ferrari is mine. Yeah, it's not my Ferrari. Right, It's exactly. just a funny picture. Exactly. And it is what it is. You know, everything, it's all, at the end of the day, it's it's just there for entertainment. It is. Personally, it that's is. That's all I think social media is there for. You yeah. know, I was I, I had a few people at my house yesterday that are friends with my fiance, and I sit literally just busting their balls. I said, listen, the likes won't find you love. <laughs> you know, like, uh, at the end of the exactly. day, the likes will not find you love. Stop fucking refreshing your feed. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? We all get caught up into yeah. that at times, though. I mean, we're Absolutely. just, it's just the way yeah. it goes, you know? It, go, it As long as you don't take it too serious, like you said, boom. I mean, that's yeah, kind of what Kirill said when he came you, on here, too. How, how old are you now? 37. So, 37. So, we grew yeah. up around right around the same time. You know, it, I, I don't, like, back in the day, if you remember, and that sounds really old of me, but... We literally didn't have any of this, right? So we had a pager or a cell phone with, like, snake on it, like the old Nokia's or something. But you literally engaged into the company that you were surrounded with. Right. Now, you know, it's it's the same debate that everyone always has. Now everyone's just sitting there on their phone looking at everything else going on around them. Exactly. Now, listen, I'm, I'm just as guilty as the next person, especially in a club atmosphere. If I'm not DJing, right. I am on my phone. Unfortunately... I don't want to be, but, you know, people are texting me. Oh, I want to come in. Can you get me a list? Can you get me a table? So, but, you know, that's part of my job. Absolutely. But rather than going out and enjoying your company, you're just taking pictures and posting storylines <laughs> to show people <laughs> where, you, where you're at and what you're doing. Well, and, you know, in, fair, in fairness to you, it is part of your whole business. I mean, it's part of your branding, and it's, it's an important, important tool for you, of course, but... Again, that's exactly what it is, man. Everyone's got to realize it's a little bit of a facade. There's a, there, yeah, you know, the Ferrari's not Vinny's. Don't worry, your life doesn't suck because you don't have a Ferrari. It's okay. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Uh, yeah. yeah, man. No, I appreciate the insight. I, it's just, it's always interesting to me to, to talk about that stuff with with these guests. And, and the Avicii thing was tragic, but uh, you know, obviously, if if one person raises their hand and, and calls for help, and like you said. You never know what someone else is going through, so don't no, don't, don't be so fast to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely you know social media, like I said, it, it's people just need to stop taking it so serious. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, you got it. You got it. So uh, speaking of that, you, your social media following is growing. I, I've seen your stories. I've seen your branding. You're doing this whole thing by yourself, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, so I, I do work with a company locally. They're called MD Concepts. Uh, we actually, Tim, uh, the owner, and I met probably about 10 years ago, right around the same time. And we started doing some one-off parties together. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoy throwing parties and organizing them as well. So, you know, if the opportunity is there, I'm going to do it. Um, so pretty much he does a lot of the bookings and stuff like that. As far as all the marketing for my own DJing brand and my parties, I kind of literally, for the most part, with the exception of, of my fiance and my best friend and a few other people, uh, you know, we literally just sit on the couch and, you know, eat a special brownie and come up with some different <laughs> ideas. <laughs> nice, you know? nice. Uh, you know, it's just like, it's, at the end of the day, I, I've always said this, people want to go out for three reasons. They want to go out and have fun, get drunk, and get laid. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, let's not take it too serious, and let's just make it fun. And, you know, that's why I do, like, just the stupid, like, hand fans, or, you know, like, when we were at Forward, we had uh, flamingos that were, you know, we poured shots through. Right. Or, you know, keg stands. Like, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be back at that frat party. Absolutely, man. Hey, listen... I got to tell you, it, it's the posts that are a little bit more pushing the envelope, the ones that are a little more edgy. Like that video you did the other day with that girl shaking her ass in front of the other girl's face or whatever. She's trying, yeah. she's trying to eat like yeah, a chicken like nugget. Chicken, <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Dude, those videos, are the, you're going to get people upset, but but those are the ones that people want to see, man. That's that's yeah, what's going to drive it. At the, at the yeah. end of the day, first, the girl eating the chicken tender is actually a very close friend of ours. Uh, and she's actually my VIP host at that venue. Uh, but like the girl that we're shaking her ass, it's just funny. It's hilarious. Off, at the beach, she's not naked. She has a bikini on. You know, it's you know so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, and, and like people yeah. do get offended, but you know, at the end of the day, don't follow me. Then. Yeah, and you know what, man? When people get offended, you know you're doing something right. I, I truly Absolutely. believe it. I, I said the yeah, same thing. Any, to Kirill. press is good press, you know. I said the same thing to Kirill. I said, hey, man, you need you need those people because you know that you're doing you're getting a re- like he said. He goes, as long as I'm getting a reaction, whether it's positive or negative, I'm doing my duty to this form of art that I'm creating, and it's Absolutely. true. It's yeah, so true. Man, he said it best. Yeah, That's it's so it's so true. Um, before we finish off, man, I, I thought your set at four that night was phenomenal. Uh, you're a super talented dude. Uh, look forward to seeing your continued growth. Who would you kind of compare if you had to pick like some big name DJs? Who would you compare your style to, if anybody? So you know, I, I, I've always you know back in the day, I've always idolized DJ AM. Uh, you know, back ten years ago, he was that open format type of guy. Obviously, the trends have changed musically. Uh, especially with EDM being so predominant now in the States uh, and with the bigger rooms for clubs, Vegas and wherever, uh, you know, I kind of idolize towards a Diplo with Dylan Francis, those types of guys, because as much as they're EDM artists, uh, they still keep their, their sets open where they're not just playing 128 big room. They're playing trap. They're playing Moombaton. They're playing the popular hip hop. And at the end of the day, this goes back to what I was saying before people want to just go out and have fun. You know, if, if you're playing, unless you're an artist like Dead Mouse, that you only play your own music and you have a giant core fan base that's coming to hear all of your music, you know, you, you have to, especially a guy at my level, which I'm nowhere close to where I want to be, you know, you have to play popular music because at the end of the day, people are going to the club and somewhere like Forward, say there was a thousand people there, 85% of them didn't know who I was. Right. So... You know, I have to play familiar music for them to enjoy their night out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and if I'm playing a couple of my own bootlegs or remixes or sliding in one of my originals, great. And hopefully they enjoy it. But, you know, I kind of look at those types of guys and what they're playing at different places to kind of, you know, make my own set off of that. Uh, you know, I like to stay a little high energy, but at the end of the day, it's not called pop music for nothing. It's popular, so you have to work all of that in. Yeah, and you did a phenomenal so, job. You did a phenomenal job. And you recently did a, what, Club Killers mix? I did do a Club Killers mix. So that Club Killers mix actually is uh, uh, a remake of a live set that I did at Mandala Beach Club in Cancun uh, for Spring Break with Student City. Uh, Bass Jackers was actually the headliner at the show. Uh, then I ended up closing out the show for for him. Uh so that was essentially the same playlist. I just, you know, obviously it was spring break. I was drunk and I didn't record it. So I just remade that set uh, and put it out through Club Killers. And, you know, Alex awesome. Dreams and those, Alex Dreams and those guys at Club Killers have always supported me. They always put me out there. So, you know, they're they're great to work with, too. Uh, you know, their, their listening base is through the roof for their podcast, which is amazing. So it really helps exposure around the globe. Yeah, yeah. You know what, man? The social media, uh, when it comes to exposure, has been absolutely huge. It's been probably huge for your business. It's been huge for that's the only way I can get this podcast out there. And the podcast is continuing to grow. I mean, it's like I said before; it's definitely a gift and a curse. Yeah, it's just you know, if you if you use it the right way, it can do wonders. <laughs> but it does. If yeah. you go about it the wrong way, it will crush you. Uh, where do people reach you on social? Uh, everything's just at Vinny Vibe. It's V I N N Y V I B E. Uh, currently, I only use Instagram and Twitter. It's kind of like the two main platforms. I feel right. Facebook. You know, to me, Facebook's overwhelmed with dog posts and food, and Snapchat <laughs> is a thing of a past since Instagram has come out with the storyline. Facebook became like uh, grandparents and political. Absolutely, very strange. absolutely. Yeah, you, you hit it right on the yeah. head there. Um, no, man, that's awesome. Continued success. Best of luck, Vinny Vibe. How did you come up with the name Vinny Vibe? You know, I was maybe 13, 14 when I started DJing, and uh, me and my best friend, still my best friend to this day, he's the best man in the wedding, we were literally just going through a dictionary. Really? <laughs> and I was like, let's look at V-words, and something that has to do with music. <laughs> and I literally just used the name DJ Vibe, and everyone just started calling me Vinny Vibe, so it kind of just stuck. That's, that's, that's great, man. That's great. Vinny yeah. Vibe, man. Check him out. Uh, at Vinny Vibe on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, man, I'll be watching you. Uh, best of luck with your continued growth and success. I, I'd love to get out to that Shrine Foxwoods, man, sometime and, and check out hey, a, man, when, Tuesday night. Want, every Tuesday we're there, whenever you can make it out. I'll shoot you a text and let you know. And uh, last last question for you, man. Uh, Ten years from now, 42 years old, where, where where will you be at that point in your life? Oof. I, I hope I'm touring still. <laughs> touring the world. I, mean, on a, I hope I'm touring, but on a much larger level. Right, right. Well, and I'll have kids at that point too, so that's always something to look forward to. But hey, man, uh, you'll you'll undoubtedly you'll undoubtedly be at a larger level, and uh, as as long as you keep doing what you're doing, man. So best of luck, and uh, we'll we'll stay in touch. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. The optimal life. And thank you for listening to another episode of the optimal life. Really appreciate the support, and uh, if you guys enjoy what you're listening to and enjoy what you're hearing. As always, please click subscribe and 
Give us the five-star rating so we can continue to elevate the podcast within Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that the podcast is played and provided. And uh, leave us a comment. Leave us feedback. You could. Uh, we're always open to feedback, whether it's positive or negative. So uh, you know, we want to do whatever we can to improve the show. And if there's something that we're missing, then let us know. You could reach me also on Instagram at Nathan Haber. And uh, again, I know that you have a lot of listening options these days. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people sharing different things. So if you are listening to this podcast, and if you're a loyal listener to this podcast, from the bottom of my heart, I want to just say thank you. Uh, very grateful for that. And uh, we're going to continue providing you guys with the best content possible so that we can continue to live an optimal life and be our optimal and best selves. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.